A recipe for a good day brought to you by Little General Convenience Stores, your neighborhood store. Why fight the lines at the big box chains when Little General Convenience Stores has what you need? Selling only the best quality brands like Gorelick Farms, Boston Salads, Prepared Foods, KM, and Purdue. Little General also sells lottery, tobacco products, and yes, of course, your stop for your daily newspapers. Weekly specials change every Monday, so check online at littlegeneral.com for this week's specials. Plus, LowGeneral.com is the place to go for the delicious recipes you heard here on A Recipe for a Good Day. So whether you're picking up food or products for your home or if you're looking for food or coffee on the go, shop your neighborhood store. Little General Convenience Stores, open eight days a week. is upon us. It's time to start talking holiday dinners on Recipe for a Good Day. Welcome to your weekly food destination brought to you by Little General Convenience Stores. You know it as your convenience store with more. And if you look around, you'll find one in your neighborhood. And it is a two-week holiday bonanza here as we gear up for the food festival we know as Thanksgiving. One of my new favorite holidays of the year. Thanksgiving was something I never really looked forward to. Number one, uh, watching my beloved Detroit Lions lose on Thanksgiving Day was always a painful task. And at the time, I wasn't into cooking and food like I am today. Now, it's second to Christmas. Thanksgiving, I'm already excited. I'm planning my meal. We're going to help you towards your planning as well. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking, uh, of course, we talked turkey early uh, so we have our turkey talk today. We're also going to be talking about some other uh, meat alternatives for your Thanksgiving dinner. We'll tell you what's on sale. We're going to talk about some, of course, it is one socket. you got to talk the meat stuffing. Uh, if time allows, we'll get into some cornbread as well. Uh, for your meal next week, we'll be talking more about sides, uh, potatoes, vegetables, things you can do with those. Um, but it's important to talk turkey early to make sure it's done uh, properly and safely for you. And we're going to have that outlined for you today on the program. Uh, we, of course, always welcome your emails. Recipe for a good day. Likes to know what's on your mind. Uh, and you can email the uh, more liverwurst discussion in the email today. Thank you, Red. Uh, we had quite a week last week. We were so excited for liverwurst, and Roger Bouchard and I are enjoying the liverwurst. Brought to WNRI, courtesy of Little General Stores, the Hummel Brothers special last week. We hope you got in on it. And uh, Red says, liverwurst on white bread with butter only. The way the fly, he says. Uh, we've been enjoy- Roger will have a uh, breadless liverwurst sandwich. Uh, I lightly toast mine, mustard, cheese, and I got to tell you, I was uh, quite excited last week and still am. That's right, because I still got about a pound of that liverwurst left, Um, but it was so good. Today, we've got great specials for you, not only for this holiday, but you may want to plan ahead for my number one holiday, Christmas. Uh, Last hour was interesting, being part of the Upfront program. Uh, We had a call from Elisa Baldelli-Hunt, where we had the pleasure of knowing what she has for breakfast, and perhaps one of the secrets to her fantastic hair. I love Lisa Baldelli Hunt's hair. It is outstanding. And uh, perhaps the uh, peanut butter honey toast she has in the morning may affect some of that shine she has in her hair as well. And, um, boy, now I want some peanut butter honey toast. If you have any leftover, may I'll take some here at the station. Great combination. Uh, we're going to be having a full program this week and next week. Uh, remind you, the first week of December Get your recipes ready because that'll be when we will be giving out the $10 Low General gift cards for the holiday season. That'll be the first Wednesday in December. Meanwhile, the first of two Thanksgiving programs coming your way today. Thank you for being with us. Uh, we do like to start out with a shout out as uh, we do continue uh, to keep that tradition alive here on WNRI. And uh, this morning, we're going to send a, a shout-out uh, to the people that were 
working in Bellingham. Uh, it had to be difficult through the storm last night to get out there and fight. So all the first responders uh, that responded to that uh, fire in Bellingham last night to try to save that home for the family, although the house did collapse, uh, we salute our first responders today, our fire personnel, our 911 operators, our police departments, and our rescue workers. So the uh, morning salute on our shout-out of the day goes to our first responders, especially those in Bellingham working under very difficult conditions last night. And um, with that comes uh, Whiskers from the Peters River for our seal of approval here on WNRI. And Roger runs out after the upfront program, brings Whiskers up, calls him. He gives him a whistle. He goes, and uh, Whiskers comes out of the water. He walks him up, and uh, oh, here he is now making his way into the studio. Oh, Whiskers, you're so cute. Uh, give us our seal of approval, if you would, please. Goodbye, Whiskers. Goodbye. Back to the Peters River. Uh, the rain cold doesn't bother him. He's got all that, that blubber there. Kind of keeps him warm. Thank you, Whiskers. Yeah, Roger, you can bring him back. Thank you. Bye, Whiskers. Oh, okay. Here's a fish for you, pal. Oh, he loves his fish. All right. It is a recipe for a good day. Time to find out what's on sale at little general convenience stores everywhere. There is one in your neighborhood. And one of the products we'll be talking about today, because it's essential for the meat stuffing here in the greater Woonsocket area, ground pork on sale, three eighty nine a pound. And with the sale prices on a couple of products this week, you're going to want to stock up for your Thanksgiving needs. But uh, we are also on Gilson Avenue stocking up for our Christmas needs. And that meat stuffing, you can't just make it for Thanksgiving, though you have to. Uh, we're going to want some for Christmas. So I'm getting enough ground pork for the meat stuffing for Thanksgiving and doubling down and getting some to freeze for Christmas dinner. Speaking of that, the Buddha Ball hams are on sale right now at Little General Stores. The premium, the Cadillac of ham is the Buddha Ball ham. And if you don't know why, chances are you've never tried one. And we've talked about this before when it comes to the centerpiece for your holiday dinner. Don't trust it in unknown hands. Trust it with Little General Convenience Stores. You don't want your centerpiece to be lackluster and you'll never get that when you shop at Lord General Convenience Stores. The Buddha Ball hams, three eighty nine a pound for the nineteen to twenty two pound hams. And they do have smaller hams as well. They have hams in that nine to thirteen pound range. Uh, if you're a smaller family, they have the fourteen to eighteen pound hams as well. There is none better than a Buddha Ball ham. So even if you're doing turkey or chicken, roast beast or perhaps even fish for your Thanksgiving uh, now's the time. Get a Buddha Ball ham and stop it in that freezer. Uh, and it'll be just fine as Christmas just over a month away. And same thing with that ground pork. It's a great time to take part in the savings when you can. And the savings are right now at Little General Convenience Stores for both the ground pork and Buddha Ball hams, holiday essentials. You could even get a Buddha Ball ham if it's your New Year's dinner uh, with this sale price and put it away in the freezer. It'll be fine on your New Year's dinner. Uh, we are going to cover the uh, wonderful world of Wonder Bar Bologna on sale for two ninety nine a pound, Wonder Bar Bologna two ninety nine a pound on sale right now at Little General Convenience Stores, and maybe you want some cheese with that bologna sandwich. Well, Lando Lakes is providing whole white American cheese to Little General five ninety nine a pound. Our friend at Hummel Brothers back with more great meat specials. You're looking for some roast beef? They have that for you as well ninety nine nine ninety nine a pound, and for twelve eighty nine a pound you can get that delicious Hummel Brothers. Smoked turkey breast. The signature of Hummel Brothers is the fine meat you'll taste when you try either the smoked turkey breast for twelve eighty nine a pound or the roast beef for nine ninety nine a pound. Looking for sides? Well, they have your sides as well. Deluxe egg salad from Boston Salads on sale for six eighty nine a pound. Tis the holiday season. You're going to want some eggnog, garlic eggnog on sale for a half gallon five ninety nine a pound. Uh, true Moo chocolate. 
milk. It's utterly fantastic. Four forty nine for a half gallon, and little general English muffins always on sale for a twelve pack for two nineteen. That's a six pack for two nineteen of the little general English muffins. But now's the time to do a few things. One. I want to let you know, uh, if you're looking for bird, they do have the chicken roasters still available. We talked about them last week. Uh, you don't see them on the, on the sales flyer, but they still are available if you want to order a chicken roaster. Uh, and those are coming in a nice nine-pound type package. So perfect for a smaller family um, not looking to break themselves this Thanksgiving. Consider a chicken roaster. And, of course, you have those wonderful premium Buddha ball hams at low general 389 a pound. Uh, if you're looking for your desserts, it's a great time right now to call your little general stores and order your pie for dessert. They have restaurant pie, they have cream pie, and they will be in the week of Thanksgiving. I believe it was the 22nd. I think it's a Tuesday that they'll be in for pickup. But you can order your pies, reserve your pie now. They are premium pies. Um, I am not a chocolate fan meaning the chocolate bars around the station, don't blame me if they disappear. But I love the chocolate cream pie you get at Little General Stores, so I already have one in check, a chocolate cream pie, and they have other cream pies as well. How about pineapple cream pie? How about apple cream pie? Doesn't that sound wonderful for your Thanksgiving dessert? And, of course, you got to have your banana cream pie. If you like the more traditional restaurant pies, they have those as well for order. Apple, cherry, blueberry, and of course, it is the season for pumpkin pie. And you can place your order for your pie at Little General Stores. Reserve your premium pie now, and you can pick it up the week of Thanksgiving at your Little General Store. So there are some of the specials on sale this week. If you do stop by Little General, remember the holiday season upon us as we gear up for Thanksgiving. Therefore, milk fund bottles are already available at Little General Stores, a great way to kick off the fundraising for the annual milk fund appeal. You can start now, get your milk fund bottles, put your name up proudly at the store, and support the milk fund through Little General. We thank you for your consideration. Uh, we are going to step away real quick. We're going to st- we're going to return. We have a special edition of Reynolds Wrap coming your way today with Johnny Reynolds. Uh, we also have a, a feature you'll hear in a moment on traditional foods of Thanksgiving, what it may have been like, and then we're going to get into our turkey talk. We have a packed program today. We're going to stick and move, as we like to say here on WNRI. And please stay with us on Recipe for a Good Day. Of course, brought to you by Little General Convenience Store. Recipe for a Good Day, brought to you by Little General Convenience Stores. With locations for your shopping needs throughout the Blackstone Valley. Two-in-one socket, Manville Road, and Cumberland Hill Road. Great Road, North Smithfield, Chapel Street in Boroughville, and Central Avenue in Pawtucket. Always hot, always fresh coffee stations to get your day started. Grab-and-go meals, perfectly prepared for you. Whether it's for an easy lunch to get you through your work day, or to make an easy, satisfying dinner to end your day. And, of course, delicious deli items from top-of-the-line lunch meats to top-of-the-line steak and chicken products. Oh, and, of course, always fresh ground hamburg. Stay up to date on each week's sale items by going online at littlegeneral.com, your convenience store with more. Little General, where you always get a smile, a please, and a thank you. Open every day, including today. Proud sponsors of Recipe for a Good Day, Little General Convenience Stores. Everyone knows that turkey is the featured dish for most Thanksgiving celebrations. But how did turkey become the traditional meal it is today? And what other dishes are eaten at Thanksgiving? Just like a modern Thanksgiving dinner, the feast in Plymouth in 1621 contained a wondrous variety of foods. However, many of their dishes would look out of place on a modern Thanksgiving table. Amongst the items eaten that day included deer, fish, lobster, and clams. While these items would seem unusual Thanksgiving dishes today, other items they ate would seem perfectly appropriate. Fruits, berries, squash, turkey, and pumpkin were all included. Turkey has always been the centerpiece for the Thanksgiving meal. It is a bird that is native to North America. 
and therefore it seems proper that it would be the main course for such an all-American holiday. References to turkey being eaten at Thanksgiving can be found as far back as Alexander Hamilton, who said that no citizen should refrain from eating turkey on Thanksgiving Day. It is estimated that Americans consume nearly 50 million turkeys every Thanksgiving. With the average weight of each turkey being 15 pounds, this means almost 700 million pounds of turkey is eaten every Thanksgiving. Turkey is certainly not the only item on a modern Thanksgiving menu. Most families will also include a number of dishes that have become as traditional as the turkey itself. Turkey is usually served with stuffing or dressing. This is a bread-based dish mixed with a blend of herbs and spices. Chestnuts, celery, raisins, apples, turkey, and even oysters are also blended into the dressing. In many parts of the country, they use white or wheat bread to prepare their dressing. However, in the southern portion of the country, it is traditional to use cornbread. Other items featured for the traditional Thanksgiving meal include mashed potatoes and gravy, cranberry sauce, corn, green beans, yams, sweet potatoes, deviled eggs, various kinds of salad, bread rolls, biscuits, and cornbread. Dessert brings even more traditional Thanksgiving staples. The most prominent dessert across the country is pumpkin pie. Pumpkins are also native to North America. It is estimated that about 50 million pumpkin pies are eaten every Thanksgiving. Aside from pumpkin pie, other types of pie are also popular, including pecan, apple, and cherry. These items and many more have helped make Thanksgiving the special holiday it is. As time moves on, there is no doubt that these favorites will continue to be a meaningful part of the Thanksgiving season. choices to be made on your Thanksgiving dinner. Of course, a lot of lobbying there of turkey, but there are other meats that are very popular on Thanksgiving. Leg of lamb, a nice roasted leg of lamb is good for any holiday, very regal. A prime rib of beef, that high heat roasting sear of beef surface, a delicious option. Chicken, as we mentioned, roast chicken roasters on sale at little general convenience stores, even around that six to nine pound of fashion. So uh, it's a, a handsome chicken roaster. The nice option, we mentioned the Buddha Ball hams. That's another option. Uh, the Buddha Ball hams on sale for three eighty nine a pound. You can never go wrong with a ham dinner. Uh, so, But we understand. We're going to talk a little ham as well as we move through the uh, next two weeks. But turkey is a special thing. And uh, it, traditionally here on Recipe for a Good Day, we go a week out to talk about turkey, specifically over issues about defrosting. Uh, joining us on our program uh, over these past few months, the new feature, Reynolds Wrap, and we hope you have been enjoying it. And uh, here is a special Thanksgiving edition of Reynolds Wrap. That Reynolds Wrap by here, Betty? You're back to Pat. Reynolds Wrap makes this whole cooking and cleanup thing so easy. Reynolds Wrap makes good food better. The great thing about Reynolds Wrap is it's the one wrap you can depend on. Just a little Reynolds Wrap can do more for a woman than any other wrap. Welcome to the Reynolds Wrap as part of Recipe for a Good Day here on WNRI. There's an Instagram poll these days asking your favorite time of year. And for a lot of us folks here in southern New England, it's got to be late autumn as we prepare for the second most all-American holiday, Thanksgiving. 
As I speak to neighbors, church friends, and folks in our area, tradition seems to be still at the forefront with turkey as the main event of the meal, despite other options being preferred in some households. So by, ahem, gobbled up some information on turkey that we hope you can use to your culinary delight. Let's start with the various types of bird in today's market. Now, turkey is plentiful all year long. You can see them in those frozen kiosks. The first is a natural, untreated turkey and are barely processed with any other ingredients because it was raised in a pasture, freely eating anything it wants, and is becoming more desired by families, although it might cost a bit more. Next is the wild turkey. You know, the one that you harvest, dress, and cook yourself. A most pronounced flavor better suited for people who are more inclined with clean eating. The next one is a kosher bird, salted and processed in accordance to strict Jewish practices, the other highest quality on the market today. And finally, there's the pre-brined self-basting bird like Genio, Butterball, and all that. Now remember, folks, you get what you pay for. Oh, that reminds me. A big shout-out to Sheldon from Sheldon in the City here on WNRI. Last week, he said the national media is seriously flawed in their comments about turkey prices. Now, folks, don't be afraid to shop around various places, brands, or cuts to ensure you're getting the products that you want. That's why it's called, are you ready for this? Shopping. And for the other items you're looking to purchase alongside the bird, if it comes in a container, read the labels. You need to know the ingredients and nutritional value of everything you prepare for your family and guests. So those items with names you'll find in a science project or words you can't even spell, leave them on the shelves. Yeah, I know. You'll thank me later. Okay, now you purchased the bird. Now what, my fellow gastronomes? Knowing in advance how many will be dining with you will help you calculate the overall costs and recipes being served at your table. Hey, that reminds me. How many in our audience remember the French meat pie stuffing? You know, the one served without the crust? For those of us who have Canadian blood, you'll remember toutière, that ever-popular concoction of ground beef, ground pork, mashed potato, sage, allspice, and celery. My meme made it. My mother made it. Now my sister makes it. Oh, the glory. How often do you gather around the holiday table to feast on something you enjoyed when you were younger? How about mom's pecan pie? Freshly made bread. The ever-present gelatin mold with the fruit cocktail inside. The glorious mashed potatoes. There are two ways of remembering those times. Keeping a present tradition going to the next generation or creating your own tradition with family and close friends. You might enjoy a meal and leftovers for a few days, but those memories will live on forever. I hope these tips help you realize the importance of providing the best dinner options every time you cook. Sharing these times with great people and great food will always bring a special meaning to dinner time. In fact, our next segment will hopefully inspire you to find creative ways for the leftovers. So from all of us on Recipe for a Good Day, Happy Thanksgiving. I'm Johnny Reynolds. And that's a wrap. Love and kisses. That's what a girl gets when she roasts her turkey the Reynolds Wrap way. The Reynolds Wrap. Wouldn't you hate to be without it? And one of the important things to talk about and the mission of that segment was to be thawing your turkey. Uh, so we're going to cover that now. And we're going to go off the USDA recommendations for thawing your turkey. It's one of the most important parts of the process of the whole turkey, regardless of what type of turkey you have. If it's frozen, proper dethawing is critical. That's why we start talking turkey this far in advance of Thanksgiving. Because if we did it next Wednesday, you don't even have time to safely get that turkey dethawed. So that's our mission and uh, we're going to cover that. There are three safe ways, according to the USDA, Department of Agriculture, on thawing your turkey. Now, while your turkey is frozen, it's safe indefinitely. But as soon as it begins to thaw, bacteria may have been present before freezing will begin to grow again. It doesn't kill off that bacteria. So there are three safe ways to defrost a turkey. Uh, and the safest way, the number one way to deal with defrosting your turkey. Um, so you're buying it in a store. It's frozen. You're going to put it in your freezer if you've already bought it, holding it in. Um, but you are going to need to use your refrigerator. 
Uh, and this is going to take some time depending on how heavy your bird is. So if the average bird is around 15 pounds, as we learned in one of our other features, you're going to need around 24 hours for every five pounds of bird. So you're looking for three days for a 15-pound bird in the refrigerator. Big key. And this is the number one recommended way to thaw your turkey. It's the safest method to defrost your turkey or dethaw your turkey because the turkey will thaw at a consistent, safe temperature. It does take some time. So, again, allow a day for each five pounds. If it's a 20-pound bird, go four days. If your turkey weighs 16 pounds, it'll take about four days to thaw your bird once it's thawed. The turkey is now safe for another two days. So technically, you can start thawing your turkey six days before Thanksgiving, which would date it on Friday. Uh, there are two other methods, but it must be done immediately before you start cooking the turkey. So you'll have to wait until Thanksgiving morning. But you are at more risk of bacteria we're not going to cover the other two ways because it is not recommended. It was not recommended by our friend Gary, and it was not recommended by this program. We are sticking with the safe refrigerator thawing. Make sure you have a plate underneath that bird so if any moisture bacteria does leak out of that packaging, it's not going all over your other food in your refrigerator. It does take some time. Again, um, please do it the refrigerator way. Some things that I can tell you outright do not do when thawing your turkey. These are not recommended. Is thawing a turkey on the counter in a garage or a back porch. Uh, do not thaw your turkey in a brown paper grocery bag or plastic garbage bag. Um, I can't even believe that this has to be said, but using the dishwasher to thaw a turkey with or without water is a no-no. And any method that is not the refrigerator um, is not recommended on this program. Uh, some do use cold water. Some will use the microwave. It ain't going to work. Um, if you are a little behind the eight ball and you still notice a little bit of ice in, your, in or on your turkey Thanksgiving morning, don't panic. You can safely cook a turkey from a frozen state. It'll just take even longer on an already long cook. Um, if, you, if you didn't defrost it at all, you're going to have to cook your turkey 50% longer than a thawed turkey. If it's partially frozen, it could take a little bit longer. But that's when one of the most essential items for Thanksgiving comes into play, the food thermometer. You're looking for the 165 in the innermost part of the thigh, the innermost part of the wing, and the thickest part of the breast. So, again... Uh, you need to, A, have a meat thermometer uh, and use it properly. And in order to use it properly, you have to um, have it properly, um, well, dialed in. There's no question about it. Uh, and how do you do that? Well, you, if my memory serves me correctly, what you do is you... Uh, get a glass, fill it with ice, and then put the thermometer in. And that water is going to, um, well, be 32 degrees, just about with all that ice. And that's where you should see your temperature. Now you're going to boil water. And when you boil water, you're going to do the same thing as the ice. So there is a, it's a turn gauge at the bottom. So you have that ice, ice, ice called fill the glass with ice, some water, drop that meat thermometer in there, dial it into 32 degrees. Uh, now you have to get the high end dialed in. Uh, what you're going to do is you're going to boil water. And we know the boiling point of water is 212 degrees Fahrenheit. Again, dial in that. You get your boiling water, you put your meat thermometer in, you dial it at 212. If you don't properly dial in your meat thermometer, you likely are not getting an accurate reading on your meat. And it is so important, especially with your Thanksgiving turkey. And again, you need three readings, 165 
in order to properly uh, check that out. So again, where are you checking? You're checking the innermost part of the thigh, the innermost part of the wing, the thickest part of the breast. You get 165 at all three readings. Your turkey is now ready. And you maybe again, you're going you're gonna to time it out. So as far as uh, cooking your turkey, um, we're going to talk about the temperatures and the timing. And I have changed my method each year when it comes to cooking turkey. Last year, I dialed it in to where I want it. There's one trick I do I'll share with you in a moment. But first, before we even get to temperature and time, you need to know, are you going to stuff your turkey or not stuff your turkey? Um, you don't have to stuff your turkey. Um, and again, when you get your turkey thawed, you're going to rinse it off, give it a good washing, make sure you're getting the gizzards out, make sure you're getting the, uh, the neck out. That I like to have Dina do. I don't like sticking my hands inside the turkey too much. In the past, I have tried different methods. I've used butter to coat the turkey under the skin and on the skin. Um, I used baking grease one year. It was delicious. Not doing the baking grease. I'm going with an unsalted butter on my bread as um, with my blood pressure issues. But you may choose a salted butter. The baking grease was delicious. A little messier to work with. Um, but boy, it gave a great flavor to the outside of the chi- of the turkey and of course that skin. But if you are going to stuff the turkey uh, for safety, always stuff the turkey just before you roast it. You're not going to stuff it and store it in the fridge. No sooner. Uh, the must turkey filled and then right into the roasting. Now, first of all, you're going to properly remove all the uh, things that are inside the cavities. Uh, of the turkey to stuff it, rinse it out, give it a good washing. You're going to prepare your stuffing and then stuff the bird and you are going to roast it immediately. And then immediately following the cooking, remove all the stuffing from the cavities of the cooked turkey. Now, fresh turkeys are more flavorful oftentimes than frozen and should be cooked within two days of purchase if it is fresh. If you use a frozen bird, of course, go through the proper dethawing processes. Now, when you stuff the turkey, you're going to have to trust the turkey. Not trust the turkey. Trust the turkey. T-R-U-S-S-I-N-G. Now, trusting the turkey is really when you're playing that surgical stitch to close up the turkey so the stuffing stays inside during the cooking process. So to close the turkey body cavity, slide uh, some bamboo skewers, each cut in half through the skin, bringing the neck skin over the stuffing, and then fold the wingtips underneath the bird. Doctors might tell you to sit on your thumbs once in a while. Think of that image when you're trussing the turkey. Starting at the skewers at the top of the cavity opening, loop a long string around the skewer, crossing the string and lace back and forth. Um, think of it like a shoe, okay? You're tying your shoes or you're lacing your shoes. Then pull them tightly and firmly close the two flaps of the skin. Wrap the ends of the string several times around the ends of the turkey legs to hold them snugly in place against the bird. And then knot the string like a shoelace in order to secure it. And so if you're stuffing a turkey, you're going to want to trust the turkey. And it's the opposite when it comes out. Um, you want to... Cut that truss. Just be careful you don't get any heat burn as that opens up and you're taking that cooked stuffing out of the bird for that resting process. And once your bird is uh, is cooked, keep in mind, you're going to want to rest it for a good 20, 25 minutes before it is uh, cooked. Uh, and we're figuring 15-pound turkeys here. Uh, now, the drippings in the pan, when you remove the turkey, you may want to save that. It can be turned in either a flour-thickened gravy or a natural juice ver- version. While the turkey's roasting, prepare two cups of giblet broth uh, all, and then two cups of defatted reduced sodium canned chicken broth. Again, everything I'm doing these days is defatted reduced sodium. While the turkey's standing, uh, pour off the fat from the roasting pan. Place the pan over medium heat. Pour the giblets and the canned broth. Scrape up all those bits off the pan with a gravy whisk or a wooden spoon. And for a flour-thickened gravy, you're going to put the two tablespoons of flour in a saucepan. Then gradually whisk in about a quarter cup of that broth mixture we talked about until it smooths. 
then whisk the remaining broth mixture up, uh, and you'll notice it, it cooking, it thickening. You'll recognize it when it gets to the point where you like your gravy. Cook whisking until the gravy's thickened. It's maybe about five minutes. For a natural juice gravy, omit the flour step. Get rid of the flour. Simply cook the broth mixture in the roasting pan over medium-high heat until reduced and flavorful. Uh, we are not talking leftovers on today's program. Uh, we're going to save that till next week. But we have a few more turkey tips for you. Uh, and one of the things that I started doing, uh, especially last year, was cooking the turkey upside down first. And I know it sounds odd, but... This will give you the most juicy, luxurious breast meat of a turkey that I've ever had. I cooked it different methods, but last year I read this interesting thing about the concept of starting the turkey breast side down at a higher temperature for the first hour. And my goodness... It made a dramatic difference in my turkey. Why? Well, think about it. First of all, the whole time the turkey's in the oven, even at a lower temperature like 325, that breast meat is face up, facing those heat coils. So it's going to tend to dry out more. And so if you're experiencing a dry turkey at home, uh, maybe, A, you're not, you're not doing a butter coat under the skin and over the skin and not having those juices in there, but... Try it breast side down. Now, I go with a higher temperature at first, around 400 degrees. I prepare the turkey the same way we've talked about. But I go breast side down for the first hour. So that means that extra juicy meat, that dark meat. And you either love dark meat or you don't like dark meat. I've never met many people that are indifferent. Oh, I don't care if it's white or dark meat. I find you're either white meat or dark meat. I know Roger Bouchard loves his dark meat. He likes the legs and the thighs. Personally, I like the breast meat, the white meat myself. Um, but to get it extra juicy, by putting it upside down, the juicier meats, as it starts to cook, the thighs, uh, in particular, those meaty thighs of the chick of the turkey, are on top of the breast meat. The juices flow down. It's something called gravity. And gravity works in your favor by tipping that turkey upside down for the first hour, a little higher heat first. So I'll go 400 for the first hour of the turkey. Again, breast side down. Then I'll take it out of the oven. I'll lower the oven to the more traditional cooking time, uh, cooking temperature, which is probably right around 325 uh, or so. Then I flip the bird breast side up for the remainder of the cooking time. And, of course, your meat thermometer, a big, big asset to this turkey dinner. So make sure you have one and it is uh, set up properly. Uh, Getting the uh, turkey prepared, uh, keep in mind that having it be room temperature is always a good idea for even cooking on the roasting. So you don't want to go right from the fridge right to the oven. Um, Again, I go 400 for the first hour. Then flip it, uh, 325. I'll cook it for about a few hours more, two to three hours more, depending on the size of my turkey. Uh, and then I'll start checking the temperatures and see how far I am from the desired temperatures. Um, you're looking for 165, again, at the three locations. Uh, so breast side down, higher heat for the first hour is my recommendation. If you do try it, if you've tried it before... Let me know what you think of it. Ask the chef at WNRI.com is the email to use. Uh, if you try it for the first time, I'd love to hear back from you after Thanksgiving what you thought of breast side down for the first hour before flipping the bird the other way. But I'll tell you, last year, that breast meat was so succulent. Uh, it was outstanding. And I had my very rare two dinner plates of Thanksgiving. That's how good the turkey was. Um, And again, check the temperature after a few hours. It's going to need time to rest your turkey. You're talking 20, 25 minutes resting before it is uh, carved up. Uh, We're going to talk about carving your turkey uh, as well. We're going to finish off our turkey talk here. So we're going to talk carving your turkey. A, I guess so it makes a nice presentation, but also getting the most out of your meat. So... 
a generous size, Turkey offers most guests ample choice of dark leg meat, white breast meat, those wonderful thighs, and yeah, even those meaty wings. So carve only as much as you need to serve at one time, completing one side of the bird before moving on to the other side. So, again, work strictly one side. If you need to, of course, go to the other side. If you have a high drumstick volume and thigh, you're going to take off probably both to maximize your dark meat. Um, but first thing you're going to do is remove the leg and the wing. So with the turkey breast up, cut through the skin between the thigh and the breast. Move the leg to locate the thigh joint. Then cut through the joint to sever the leg the same way remove the wing and cut through the shoulder joint where the breast meets and it should come right off at that point in time as far as slicing the drumstick and thigh you can cut through the joint to separate the drumstick from the thigh and you can serve them whole or if you wanted to you could carve it cutting the meat into thin slices parallel to the bone. Now, if you want a nice, even, clean cut of meat, you're going to slice parallel to the bone uh, in thinner slices outside to the inside. And it's up to you what you want to do. If you have a nice, uh, a nice uh, taut skin on there and you want to leave it on there, go ahead. Uh, we talked before about how the fats from the skins of turkeys and chickens doesn't really transfer to the meat. So you want the, all that skin on for the cooking process, whether you consume it or not. That's your health choice. But uh, only take it off before eating. Let that flavor get into the meat. You won't get the fats, but you'll get the, fa- the flavor. And, of course, the coveted turkey breast meat. Just above the thigh and shoulder joints, that's where you're going to make deep horizontal cuts going towards the bone, creating a base cut on one side of the breast. Then starting near the breastbone, carve thin slices vertically, cutting parallel to the rib cage and end at that base cut. And then it should just fan right open with beautiful whole slices of turkey breast. Instead of chunk, 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 pulling chunks off, that's how you get that nice layered piece of turkey that'll lay beautifully on your plate. So not only will it taste delicious, but it'll make a wonderful presentation as well. Uh, So that's some of our turkey talk here. Uh, I do go uncovered there at the end of the, probably a good 30 minutes, last 30 minutes of the turkey cooking. I go uncovered just to crispen up that skin a little bit so it's not so stretchy and fatty, but more of that crisp, crunchy skin. Uh, that we do enjoy to eat. And I hope your turkey comes out great. Now, I will declare, when it comes to my gravy, one year I went through the process of the the neck and the giblets and boiling and separating and making the turkey gravy from scratch only to get to the end of the process and think, I I don't know if I can serve this. The minute they find out that this gravy was made that way, when you're dealing with kids and finicky eaters, I didn't think it was going to happen. So I do simply open up a jar and I go with a roasted turkey gravy. I don't make my own gravy. I know I'm shortcutting it there. But uh, I go two jars of the roasted turkey gravy. It's done. It's clean. It's easy. I will uh, boil up the giblets uh, as whole and just simply... Give it to the dog because, after all, he's a dog. He eats everything. So he should have a little Thanksgiving, too. But if you go through the carving steps, you'll have a beautiful serving platter of wonderfully cut meat to feed your guests this Thanksgiving. And that concludes our turkey talk. Uh, We have a few minutes. When we return, we're going to talk stuffing in a moment here on Recipe for a Good Day. Again, brought to you by Little General Convenience Stores. Now, if you want to comb through what we've talked about on turkey... But you're unable to write it down. We don't expect you to write it down. We invite you to go online to hear past editions of Recipe for a Good Day. Oh, fooey. I forgot to listen to Recipe for a Good Day. How do I go shopping now? What's on sale this week? I don't know what to feed Funky the Monkey. Well, Anna Marie, we have you covered all at LilGeneral.com. That's where you can find out what's on sale this week at all Little General locations. And now can listen to past editions of Recipe for a Good Day. Just go to LilGeneral.com. You'll see the tab for the weekly flyer. Click that. You'll see the specials this week at all Little General locations. And at the bottom of the page, 
you'll see the link to listen to Recipe for a Good Day. So if you miss a show or are unable to write down a recipe, now you can go listen anytime at your time at littlegeneral.com. Salami, Tommy Give with the gravy, Davy Everybody eats when they come to my house Try a tomato, plate too Here's cacciatore, Dory Taste the bologna, Tony Everybody eats when they come to my house I hope everybody eats when they go to your house for Thanksgiving this year. This is Recipe for a Good Day, doing our part to make your Thanksgiving dinner a success. Well, let's talk a little bit about that stuffing, that wonderful French-Canadian meat stuffing that is such a tradition. Now, I had it for the first time. Well, I made it for the first time last year. Um, and I do like fun things to cook. Uh, that means I like to play with my toys in the kitchen. So anytime I can use a food processor or things of that nature or my uh, electric meat slicer or things, I just love to use my kitchen gadgets. I'm like Tim the Toon Man Taylor of the kitchen. So I really enjoyed and I like uh, I like poking and prodding and dealing with those sort of things in the pan. French Canadian meat stuffing. It was a quick, easy cook, but it was the first empty dish on the table, and it all went so quickly. Um, so now I know I'm going to have to make it uh, again, and this time maybe a little extra on the side, right? So, Mr. here, uh, we have some leftovers. That's the one down part to it all going on Thanksgiving is there is uh, no leftovers. So we have a few offerings for meat stuffing, the classic uh, French-Canadian meat stuffing a recipe here on Recipe for a Good Day. And that includes pork, ground pork, and ground pork on sale. And it is on sale at a handsome price for three eighty-nine a pound. Isn't that attractive? So I'm going to get enough for not only... Um, Thanksgiving, but I'm going to get some to make sure that I have some for uh, Christmas as well. Might as well take advantage of the sale price while it's here. And of course, you can freeze it and it'll be just fine when you start for your Thanksgiving dinner. So here is something called Meme's Stuffing. That sounds one socket, doesn't it? Meme's Stuffing. This is from the Sacred Heart Church Cookbook. From our church to your home, it's Meme Stuffing by Terry Eason. And uh, she starts here with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, with regular hamburg. You're going to use regular hamburg and ground pork, uh, both of these items in here. Now, I'll go, I'll go about a pound each. This recipe is a little bit off, but I go with a more balanced presentation between the hamburg and the ground pork. So I'll go a pound to a pound and a half each. Uh, one large, I go with a large onion. I always go a little heavy on the onion. They say me, uh, medium. Uh, one yellow onion minced, and that's when I get to use the food, food processor. I love it. Uh, you're going to use about six good-sized potatoes. You're going to need some baking spray. You're going to need some breadcrumbs, uh, salt and pepper to taste. Bell seasoning. That's the seasoning you want for your meat stuffing. Bell seasoning to taste and enough water to soak the bread. If you're going to make your own breadcrumbs with about eight slices of stale bread, I typically do use um, pre-made breadcrumbs. Unseasoned breadcrumbs, by the way. You're not going to use your Italian breadcrumbs here. You're going to use your unseasoned breadcrumbs. Uh, and uh, let's get down to it. First, uh, the potatoes. Uh, you're going to make some mashed potatoes. You can use about a cup of the mashed potatoes in the meat stuffing. Um, so I'll make the mashed potatoes. I'll just use a cup of the mashed potatoes I'm making for the dinner. I'll make the mashed potatoes in advance of the meat stuffing because you need those potatoes. If not, you can go through the boiling process with the six potatoes. I just make a little extra for the mashed dinner and just take some of that and use it for the meat stuffing. Uh, the breadcrumbs, I... Again, use 
stock breadcrumbs. I don't make my own. Uh, you can make your own, but it's extra time consuming. And if you're a one-man cook in the kitchen, you're trying to save a little time when you can. And I find using the pre-made breadcrumbs not too much of an impact on the meal itself. Um, but you're going you're gonna to cook the ground pork. You're going to cook the regular hamburg. Uh, I use that pan chopper. Get it? I like it nice and fine, very fine. And so do my onions come out very, very fine. Uh, again, we're mincing them. We're not just chopping them. And once it is cooked, once you cook up your ground pork, once you cook up your hamburg, you start combining it with the minced onions, with that cup of mashed potatoes, uh, with the salt and pepper. Again, the bell seasoning to taste. Uh, and by adding it after the pork is cooked and the hamburger is cooked, mixed in with the onions and the potatoes, you'll find that it is uh, good to go. Uh, in that, in that um, you can taste it as you're seasoning it to make sure you get it right where you want it. Um, you can also go with a trio of meats in your meat stuffing. You can go with a pound of Hamburg, um, extra lean here because you're going to use a pound of sausage taken out of the casing and a pound of pork, a pork veal mixture, uh, some sort of blade meat. Uh, you can go ahead and try that. You can combine the sausage, hamburg, and pork if you want a little extra meaty flavor in there. And then it becomes a, a lot of hit or miss. Do you or do you not celery? There are many recipes in the Northern Rhode Island cookbooks I have where they'll use a minced celery in the meat stuffing in addition to the onion. Um, diced peppers, you'll find that an option to put into the meat stuffing. And as our friend Gary used to say, it, folks, it's your kitchen, it's your meal, it's your choice. So you can play around with the meat stuffing. Traditionally, it's the onion, it's the potato, it's the pork, it's the beef with the bell seasoning. But don't be afraid to think outside the box. Um, many Northern Rhode Island, again, throwing in uh, celery and a few even throwing in pe uh, minced pepper, green pepper, that is, into, and that will certainly change the flavor of the meat stuffing. But if you are fond of pepper, you may consider that. So meat stuffing, a great tradition. You can have some choices on how you present that meal. If you want to go straight and traditional, stick to the onion, ask the celery, and ask the pepper. But don't be afraid to try it. It's your day. It's your kitchen. Have fun. This is only half of this Thanksgiving's program. Uh, we are going to continue next week. We'll talk about cornbreads, cranberry sauces. Uh, we'll talk about sweet potatoes, yams, possible sides, and other things to do with your potatoes for your dinner uh, in, uh, besides mashed potatoes. So we're going to get into some, as they call, the fixings of Thanksgiving next week. But well, we hope you've enjoyed our first edition of Thanksgiving Talk, focusing around the world of turkey for Recipe for a Good Day. Again, brought to you by Little General Convenience Stores, your convenience store with more. There's one in your neighborhood. And also, don't forget, now's the time to order your desserts, including the cream pies, chocolate, pineapple, apple cream, banana, the restaurant pies of apple, cherry, blueberry, and, of course, why not pumpkin pie on your Thanksgiving dinner. The choices are yours, but order your pies today. Hey, Gary, you got time for one recipe. Can you give us one, my old friend? A recipe for a good day, folks. A warm smile, a good laugh, and a great meal.